Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. My name is Adam Homie. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to invest in yourself by joining us today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators, and we have our entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses, and on the other side of that coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who just love to have your own hands on the marketing levers as you grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, take a moment, explore our episodes, and discover how we and our experts can help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Fresh content added every week. Make sure to subscribe. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. You can find us on iTunes by searching for Business Creators Radio Show or clicking the banner on the sidebar of our website, businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Now, as you can hear in my voice, I am very excited today. One of the things I really love is video marketing. And when we work our clients through engagement and re-engagement campaigns and to wake up their list and move them into product launches, one of the most common tactics we have them do is create educational videos that establish them in the eyes of their audience as an expert authority figure to be listened to and followed. And to help us with this today, I've brought on... Mary Jo Cranmore, who's going to share with us about building your authority with video, getting above the noise, and bringing your business to the next level. So just to tell you a little bit about Mary Jo, she's a former field producer for Good Morning America and a veteran of the local news business in markets from Chicago to Miami to Portland, uh, Maine. Uh, she's the owner, and you know you have to forgive me. I, you know, when I see M E M A M O, sometimes I forget which state is which, even though I know I personally am an N B. Mary Jo Cranmore is the owner and chief creative officer for Client Cycle Marketing, which is a firm that helps entrepreneurs who want to take their businesses to the next level with her program, Video Authority, break through the noise and become the go-to expert in your niche. You can find Mary Jo's free informational videos and blog at www.clientcyclemarketing.com. Mary Jo, welcome aboard. Hey there, how you doing today? Couldn't be better if you paid me a million dollars. Shouldn't discourage you from the attempt. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. I love it. I love I- it. I got to tell you, I got to tell you something, and, and it's so timely that we're having you on here today because, you know, we've been doing YouTube marketing for years. We've had guests on the Business Creators Radio Show to walk us through using YouTube as a search engine marketing tool. We've had guests who've shared with us how to use YouTube as a way of building your speaking career. And mm-hmm. I really want to drill down on this whole thing of getting above the noise and bringing your business to the next level by establishing yourself as an expert authority. Plus, if we have time, you know, these kids today, they have this new little toy called Periscope that I've been hearing about <laughs> here and there. And I would right. just love we could spend a few minutes on that because uh, I'd like us to be among the first to be out there to show people how to crush it on Periscope, if, if such a thing All is right. possible. Or you could just give us a few Fantastic. tips. But before we do that, uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like to give our listeners a chance to get to know you a little bit. So tell me what brought you to where you are today. Well, as you heard just a little bit there, um, I started in the news business. I am a journalist. I have a journalism degree from the fabulous University of Wisconsin in Madison. Um, yep. And I really um, I loved that because it got, gave me a chance 
to be really nosy and ask people questions and help them tell their story. Yes. And I've always been that kind of person. I've always been interested and curious. And I think that is a very good indicator of a good journalist. It's also a good indicator of a good entrepreneur. Um, if you're curious and you're learning all the time uh, and you're willing to, uh, to do some things and take massive action, you're going to be a very successful entrepreneur. Right. So um, my story, uh, you know, learning the news business, uh, it's very similar now to what it was when I was in the business. Uh, I wound up at Good Morning America uh, happily, uh, which was a fantastic opportunity. Um, and I just learned that I really wanted to, to um, work with entrepreneurs who are interested in telling their story. And the news business, you're really talking to people at the worst moment of their lives. I, I really have come across people who are on the news that it's the best moment of their lives. So right. um, I wanted to move away from that sort of um, – kind of, you know, it is a negative experience sometimes. And I wanted to be part of this engaging and, you know, wonderful energy of the entrepreneurial uh, group of folks. And I knew I already, I knew I had that because I was always thinking of new ideas. I was always trying to figure out how to, you know, sort of um, elevate the product uh, and make money for the stations. And, you know, I was in the news business on the news side, and that's not what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, right, you're supposed to just be focused on the content. So I worked in marketing. I went over to PR, worked in marketing for a couple of years uh, for small agency, for myself. I even had the opportunity to be Ross Perot's or one of Ross Perot's PR people. Um, Interesting. A very – yeah, yeah, he's an interesting guy, as advertised. He is absolutely 100% the same in person as he is <laughs> on Ross, TV. Ross Perot, vote for me and I'll set you free. It's my party and I'll run if I want to. God, I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I will. I do have a story about Ross Perot. Some other time I will delve in and tell you that. All right. Good so, right. So, um, anyway, so then I moved into a very large agency called Pierce uh, in Portland, Maine. And our job was experiential marketing, which is to connect the brand to individuals in a one-to-one in-person sort of way. So I worked with Discovery Channel and Kraft Foods, and it was all about how people experience the brand. How is it extended into their actual living space or their lives or their shopping space or whatever? My job was to utilize story and utilize video as a piece of that overall experience. Um, that agency, um, was a fantastic learning experience. I was director of client service and I really, really, again, I was working with big companies. So I wanted to move toward the entrepreneurs. So seven years ago, the agency sort of fell off a cliff a little bit with every other marketing agency in the world. And I found myself sort of a man without a country and I decided to do, you know, what every decent journalist or marketer does. I started a TV show. And yeah, everybody does that. Right. So, um, I thought it would be cool to, I, I came back to the central Massachusetts area and I thought there's really no business news or business content going on here. I'd like to elevate that. So I pitched it to the local TV station and I said, look, you need to really look at the entrepreneurs in this area. They are the backbone of the economy. And I, I profiled medium-sized, small businesses, entrepreneurs, innovators for this show called Pioneer Magazine. And that's how I started my agency because all of those people who I featured became clients. 
And the reason that they became clients was, I mean, I personally have never produced a commercial in my career. Okay. And I don't know how to produce salesy content. I know how to produce storytelling content. And that is the thing that connects people um, to you. It's the thing that draws them to you. And the number one tip or the number one way that I interview people is I'm looking for their vulnerability, their human side. That is the thing that people go, oh, you know what? That's interesting. Look at that. They didn't know that that question was coming, but look at how well, how well they handled it or look at the story that came out. I'm interested in that person as a human being, so I'm going to go buy their coffee or I'm going to go buy their stuff. Sure. I like that. And that's how we market these days. It's very uh, sort of one-to-one human being kind of a thing, and it's changed a lot in the last 30 years. Great. Uh, you know, and one of the things that's so great about the Internet is um, you know, a few years ago we had this wave of people starting Internet TV shows. And a lot of them right. very quickly went the way of the dodo bird. Uh, there's a few <laughs> out there that I see that are still going extremely strong, one of which is Jim Palmer's Newsletter Guru TV is one of the ones that's yep. recognized through much of the industry. Uh, and it came out at the same time a lot of the other TV stations came out. In fact, several of my clients mm-hmm. started this. And um, and uh, uh, really, of the ones we were involved in, that's the only survivor of that original crop. So um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, what, mm-hmm. what having that TV station has done for Jim's business and what I've seen people who have done the internet TV route that's been so great is how they use it to establish the expert authority. So uh, mm-hmm. I think we are establishing here that one of the fastest paths to expert status is using video online. So what I'd like to do here is I'd like to begin with, um, you know, what when we say we build authority with video, getting above the noise, bring your business to the next level. Let's say that mm-hmm. I was, I came to you and I was completely clueless about this. I didn't know about, you know, WordPress, or YouTube, or Camtasia, or <laughs> right. like that, or salt sticks, or mm-hmm. camcorders, or or recording with my with my Samsung Galaxy and and lapel mics. <laughs> what would you tell me? Uh, would is the fastest path to get started down this road? Well, the fastest path. Um, there are, my philosophy is there are some videos that you need a professional for and there are some videos that you can do yourself. And, but before you start buying microphones and clicking on cameras and you need to step back a minute, uh, just a bit and think strategically about what you're going to say and your voice. You need to find your voice. These are all things I work with clients on to help them get to a place where they know what their message is, they know what their voice, they know how, meaning they know how they're going to say it. And the authority part of this is really understanding that you are who you are speaking to and it is about elevating that content. It is about bringing so if you're getting an MBA or if you're if you're getting a graduate degree, your job is to bring that field forward. If you're getting a Ph.D., it's your job to spin that field on its head and say, no, this is where we're going, and take it there. Right. So as an, right? So as an authority, that's what you're doing. You're not just out there saying, oh, hey, I'm a YouTube expert, and, you know, SEO is a big part of this. And this is that's awesome, and that's all true. But your job as an authority is to take a stand, have an opinion on your field. 
and you can still talk about the YouTube and all of that kind of stuff, but what is your take about that? What is your unique uh, window onto that particular discipline? And that is the thing that, that really removes you from everybody just delivering how-to content. That makes sense to you. That makes that makes a lot of sense, and I think that the how-to formula does have its place. Uh, but there are some uh -huh. blog, like there's some blogs I visit, and everything is how-to, five steps to. Like, okay. Yep. Uh, yep. There, there are times when I'd rather just people shock me. What I love to share, and I say this all the time <laughs> here on the Business Creators Radio Show, in webinars, when I'm up on stage, is I just love to get to the point in a conversation with people where I say the absolute last thing that you could ever want in your business. In fact, if you have this in your mm -hmm, business, you mm -hmm. should get rid of it. It's traffic right, to your website. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they look at me like I just was... I just told them about dogs meowing at the edge of a flat earth. <laughs> Absolutely. Thinking I'm some uh, kind of I, crazy of... loon. Uh, but, uh, but what it does is it, is it shocks people to think, wait a minute, wait a minute. Everybody's telling me i got to get more traffic to my website. And this guy's saying that I need to get rid of traffic to my website. What's up with that? Well, I what? have a reason. And, that, and that's an mm -hmm. opener. Another thing is everybody else uh, in marketing, what do they say is the pillar of – uh, making sales, like that thing you're supposed to build with your prospects. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. you, know, you know that thing you're supposed to build with your prospects? Do you know what it is? Oh, what do you mean, like a freebie or a No, or no, a no, 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 no. When, when you're, when you're yeah. looking to persuade somebody to buy something from you or become your customer. Well, no, like, and trust. Uh-huh, right? yeah, so if I go yeah. out there and I just talk about no, like, and trust, I'm just another one of those guys talking about right. no, like, <laughs> and trust. I mean, right. Whoa, wow, he read a book about marketing. Big freaking whoop. Now, uh, <laughs> exactly. now, exactly. on the other, now, so when I tell people about the need to be persistently consistent with your website conversion conversation, that's, mm -hmm. that's a differentiator. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I love what I love what you're saying here. That one of the keys is differentiating. And uh, now, mm -hmm. some of our listeners I know when they saw that you were going to be on Business Creators Radio Show, they wrote into us and they wanted to know uh, specifically about using video to get the attention of the media. So what can you do with uh, uh, with video to get the attention of the media? Well, I'll tell you, it is a lot different. Um, than it was when I first started, when I first left the media to pitch the media, there were a couple ways to do it. And right. the, the, the coolest thing to happen to media relations is social media itself. And now it's much more about being found um, than it is. And, and it is such a reverse, you know, double back gainer than it used to be. It is much more, about, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a producer for Maria Bartiromo and I'm looking for someone who's very versed in this particular type of bond or whatever. What am I okay. going to do? I'm going to Google and find somebody. So it is about being there when they need you. It is about also offering ideas. It is about engaging content that is a level above. You really, this is the, the key part of this. It really needs to be more strategic and you really need to think it through. What is your position on things? What are you saying? And I don't, I do not believe, and I, I really uh, want to caution everybody, don't just shock people just to shock them. Shock them because you have a point of view. If, right. th there's, nothing, there's nothing worse, in my opinion, anyway, than getting an email that has a title 
that I go, oh, really? Wow. Like email marketing is dead. How many times have you seen that? You know, <laughs> right? Okay. But yeah, get me started right now. <laughs> yeah, right. It hooks you, and uh, you're human, and that's okay. But I want to read content that shows me that that is not only true, but you're going to bring me to a new place. You're going to share with me an opinion I haven't heard before. Yeah. Now that is that is challenging to a lot of people, but you know what? We are playing in a much bigger field right now, and you are no longer competing with the people in your geographic area or the people in just your vertical. You are competing. You are essentially competing with television and movies and all other, you know, places that people can put their consciousness. You yes. are competing on another plane. And so really understanding your point of view and not being afraid, you know, there's a plenty of, I work with plenty of corporate clients too, and they are, they, the fact that they need to take a stand scares the living daylights out of them because okay. they do not want to scare away clients or money or anything like that. But I'll tell you, the truth is, we'll set you free. Yes. Um, if you have a truth to say, then you should say it. Yes, I, I, lo I love that. And, uh, you know, I, you know, when I, when I look at these things and I see, um, and I, and I see people who are, you know, so uh, either afraid of, uh, of, uh, of putting themselves out there and uh, laying mm -hmm. it on the line or something like that, you know, it, may, you know, it makes me think uh, how, how sad that and indeed that that really is because mm -hmm. really people want to be inspired they want to mm -hmm. feel that they're being shown a new way of looking at things and if you mm -hmm. uh, are not able to stand up and do that then you know you're i gotta really tell you it's tough. i mean i i it's really i have been like i just told you most of my career up and through good morning america i was behind the scenes right so i wasn't ever ever on camera until after i was 40. right so i literally at that point was like I did that little local TV show and I was like oh man this is harder than I thought yeah and it's harder because for a variety of things I mean people are looking at you and I don't know if you uh, have seen Brene Brown's TED talk about shame um, but she does an amazing job of talking about the power of vulnerability right and when one of the things that I teach especially to people who are building their just starting their businesses start now to build a platform of thought leadership start now and when you're doing that when you're building these videos and they're terrible okay like the first you're it's okay you're not David Letterman <laughs> even David Letterman's not David Letterman so right. you, you have you don't have a staff of writers you don't whatever so do those early videos but then please don't erase them because down the road, a year from now, two years from now, you're going to look back and go, man. And people are going to say, look at how far you've come. Look at how amazing you are. Yeah. Because you were willing. You are willing to share and be stupid or look, you know, or look not polished. I mean, I have a thing about, uh, well, if I'm, a if I'm from video and TV, everything I do has to be super polished. But it doesn't. I'm it with you. It needs to get out there. 
I'm, I'm absolutely with you on this. And, uh, and that's part of the reason why uh, we have absolutely no plan whatsoever to uh, erase or re replace the early episodes of the Business Creators Radio Show. When we were first yeah. starting out mm -hmm. with this, uh, we did the episodes live and had a lot of technical issues. In fact, one time I was in a hotel because uh, I was at a seminar and I was interviewing mm -hmm. one of my guests and I lost my phone connection for 10 minutes and my guests oh had my to God. take over the interview. <laughs> but I still awesome. promote, I still promote the hell out of that thing. Um, it was our interview sure. uh, with uh, Gary Henderson of Interactivity Digital. It was a really good interview. Uh, but I promote yeah. the hell out of that thing uh, just because when I heard the way he did it, I, I busted out laughing. And uh, you know he uh, and he uh, he kind of knew I wasn't there, so he busted my balls a little bit, which I thought was really great. So everybody, go back to the early days of Business Creators Radio Show and check out. Yeah. It was, it was uh, the second Tuesday of October, I believe, 2013. Mm -hmm. Our interview with Gary Henderson, Interactivity Digital. That's a great one right there. So check that one out. Um, awesome. And uh, yeah, he's a really knowledgeable guy. And uh, it'll also give you a sense of the difference between what the episodes are like now versus what they were like back then. And you, you make a great right. point because you're not scrubbing the past. You're celebrating the past. Absolutely. It's like, it's like heck, it's, yeah, and you, and you also become an inspiration for people, which makes you an mm -hmm. expert and authority figure. It's like, hey, look at me. I didn't have a studio when I started out either, but look how far I've come. Right. If I, if I, can, if I can get here having started with this, uh, you know, certainly you, uh, you know, your concerns about what type of lavalier mic to plug into your iPhone are a very small <laughs> thing to think about. Well, it, it is that thing. I mean, I do hear, I do get a lot of uh, tech questions and stuff like that, and I can see that people go into that space of, okay, well, you know, gear is important and all, and yes, it is, so much so that I know way more about the tech than I ever did. Because uh -huh. in TV, I had, the, I had the very good graces and the good luck to work with some really amazing photographers. I don't shoot anything. I don't do that stuff. My job is to tell story and help you to tell story. And, uh, you know, the, the gear and everything like that can make or break you. But lolly, things are – the barrier is very low to entry right now. The technology is phenomenal. Your phone is better than any $30,000 camera I bought in the 90s. Um, you know, there's just a million things that we need to celebrate and be grateful for right now because you as a small business owner can really get up to the level of whatever – everybody else is doing very quickly and then the content is the thing that's going to catapult you forward yes yes and and you and what do you think of this statement uh, i was discussing with somebody just this morning as a matter of fact that if you have uh, less than perfect video you will tend to get forgiveness as long as your audio is top rate oh 100 percent true I, I i say that to most everybody, because, and that's the only part of video that I really wanted to learn the most about was no one will forgive bad audio because if they can't hear you, it doesn't matter, right? right? They'll forgive low lighting. They'll forgive a lot of other technical, you know, faux pas or whatever you want. But bad audio, we have very low, very small attention spans for that. Yeah, it hurts so that our is, ears. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yes. You know, and um, I mean, the cameras are really good, and I've seen a lot of Periscope. Uh, interviews and things like that where you're like, oh, my God, it's all wobbly and stuff. Don't worry about it. Just make sure people can hear you. 
Right, right. And, yeah, and, and that's something we're going to get to in a few minutes here, this whole thing about Periscope. And what I love about it, and I'm about to get into it myself, as a matter of fact, so by the time uh, you know our listeners hear this, I will have done Periscope episodes, so make sure to awesome. follow me. Yeah, I, it's, it's my show. I can plug if I want to. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I mean, my main concern is going to be that I have my hair fixed right. Uh, even when I do, <laughs> even when I do Google Hangouts or webinars that show my my face and things like that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. yeah, I do it from my home office. A lot of times, I do it from my balcony outside. It's like I'm not. Yeah. I don't care about a professional backdrop uh, because if you're more mm-hmm. concerned, here's my thing. Here's my thing, and you can. You're allowed to disagree with me, uh, just so you know that. Mm-hmm, sure. If yep. uh, you don't have to praise me, just because I'm the host. Uh, if you, um, <laughs> if you're, if somebody is watching and they're the type of person that's going to say, "Well, I wouldn't do business with someone like that. They don't have a green screen. They're not doing professional editing. Look at them. They're just sitting on their balcony. They're wearing mm-hmm. a headset mm-hmm. rather than having a mic. Good. I'm mm-hmm. going to do business with them. Good. 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 Go let them go. Somebody, I yeah, mean, somebody else's high maintenance problem is my opinion. Yeah, let them go because honestly, there's going to be haters, and that's one of the reasons. That is actually one of the top couple reasons why people stop themselves from doing video because they're afraid of the haters. They're afraid of the people who are going to be picky and whatever. And I've had my share of people saying that to me, especially, "Oh, you ought to know better. You should know better." And everything. Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, but you know what? My main goal is not to make it look like the Tonight Show." My main goal is to generate uh, a conversation and to deliver information. And if I spend all day and millions of dollars to make it look like that, then guess what? You won't even care about it because it's too slick and you won't like it. So, you know, there's no winning and you shouldn't try. Just don't try. Let those people go. Right. Uh, I've had a few people. Uh, the majority of people think this is awesome, but I've had a few actually write to me and say, why do you let your cats in your videos? <laughs> well, here, here, here's how I look at it. My cats live here. My cats work here. You don't. Yeah. So if I want yeah. so to interrupt teaching in the middle of a webinar and pick up my cat and hold her and say, look at the pretty kitty, uh, that's your choice. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am – so unapologetic about that uh not that i really need to be anyway because i i recognize that uh, the people that i'm going to work best with are going to say oh man he held up his cat yeah. right in the middle of a webinar that's awesome <laughs> i i totally believe that i'm actually uh i will tell you a secret i'm sitting in my car right now because i have a new puppy and it's fine for my older dog stella to bark once in a while but the yeah. little puppy is so unpredictable i was like uh I can't, I can't, but she's going to be featured, I'm quite sure, in, in several of my videos moving forward, so I'm, I'm with you on that. I can't wait to see that. Uh, it's funny, you have a puppy <laughs> named, or a dog named Stella, I have a cat named Stella. Oh, well, very good, they're good, they're good animals. My Stella is a uh, refugee from Hurricane Katrina, she, um, wow. so, you know, we got one of those doggies, and she's, I'm telling you, has been the best dog ever. Well, that that's good. Good for you. That, I I love to hear things like that. So uh, mm-hmm. getting back to so getting back to um, what we're doing here. Uh, now let's link this talk about expert video authority and this other stuff before we get to the Periscope thing. Uh, what social media platforms are best for gaining this expert authority status? Um, for each well, for each client that I work with. 
uh, I primarily look at the the kind of business they're in and who are they looking to attract. My goal, uh, I guess I get this from the media, I'm always looking for big ponds of ideal clients. Right. And how can I most efficiently get to those ponds? So if you are a B2B business, I'm going to say LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn has a different frequency um, than Twitter. Twitter's also Twitter's a secondary on a B2B business. Right. Um, but I tell you, you know, your Twitter, you should not, or I'm sorry, LinkedIn, you shouldn't be posting as often, obviously, on LinkedIn as you do even Facebook or Twitter. Right. Um, because people will quickly um, turn you off. And I've, I've, I've it, noticed that when people come on to me on LinkedIn and it feels like they're coming on to me and they're sending me things three, four times a day. I mean, yeah. I'm not the type of person that reaches out to strangers and said and tries to tell them how to do their marketing because they each their own. Um, because yeah, it's, sure. it's somebody goes, when people reach out to me out of the blue and give me unsolicited advice, I usually um, say something that, uh, well, it's my show mm -hmm. and I could say it if I want to, but I won't. Um, but uh, <laughs> because, because I believe, I believe that um, to each their own and, you know, if they if they don't see that they're making the numbers that they want to make or having the lifestyle and the business that they want, they'll find the way to make the change. But you know, right. I'll, say, I'll say this for our listeners is LinkedIn is not a place where you need to worry about posting three, four times no. a day. Now, I can see doing things like if you have a backlog of connection requests, accepting them one at a time every few hours so you frequently show up in that ticker on the front. But if you're mm -hmm. publishing blog posts uh, and everything every single day, I think you're kind of overdoing it just a little. You don't have no. to work that hard. Yeah. No, no, no. You have to work that hard on LinkedIn. And, you know, LinkedIn is really – look, all of this stuff, all of this social thing, like back in the day when we had radio and TV and those were our media, it was about a push message, right? It's, you're, pu you're pushing your content at people. In any of the social media outlets, at realms, whatever you want to call them, it is about generating conversation. So that's a distinctly different feel. And if you want to, you know, you can't just push your opinions and your, and your content at people. You need to cultivate relationship. And what that means is you're sharing information. So you're not just doing one thing. You're sharing, maybe you're sharing a video on Monday afternoon that's helpful to that group. Then you're going to the groups you belong to and you're looking and seeing what their issues are. Maybe you can answer a couple questions, or maybe you pose a couple questions. And then maybe the next day you're doing something different. You are reaching out individually to people who you may want to partner with or joint venture with. So there's just such a variety of things. Um, video can play a role in all of those things because, I, honestly, our lizard brain, when we see people on video, there's something about it when they call. Like I've sent videos to people. Uh, they wanted to get to know me better. I sent them the video. They act like they we went to college together when we talk because right. <laughs> it's literally like, oh, I know you, you know, and that is the biggest compliment, and I get it all the time. I feel like I've known you forever. You know, and <laughs> I know, I know. That's what you finish want. your story, and then I got one. I got after you finish yours. Yeah, I mean that's it. Like that's you know, so for LinkedIn for that, but you know, for Facebook and for Twitter, it's a different feel. Facebook, you know, I look at Facebook like a pub. I look Twitter like a cocktail party. I look at LinkedIn like a trade show, and I look uh -huh. at YouTube like New, you know New Year's Eve in Times Square, right? So yeah. those those major four formats, and then there's you know um, Instagram and, and uh, Pinterest and other things. But you really have to know your people and go by what they would want. Yes. that's my main point about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and and what I want to pull out here is the very first thing you said, which is look at the type of business you're in. Uh, for instance, uh, this is my personal take on it. Um, others may disagree with me, and uh, that's up to them. But I would personally never use Facebook's advertising platform for my business because it's a B2B type thing. I'm not looking to reach a consumer. Mm -hmm. They, mm -hmm. they exactly. themselves have told me they're basically a B2C platform. Plus, I really yep. don't want to be uh, you know, promoting uh, a webinar about uh, how to do an effective product launch and be told that my ads are promoting tobacco and firearms. So, I mean, I just, uh, <laughs> I just, I, I just, I have a very low tolerance for stupidity, but that's just me. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, 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 the, and the worst part is a lot of it's automated by robots, uh, which, you know, yeah. I really, I really don't have the, uh, the, the presence of mind to argue with a robot that's not going to listen anyway. So that just doesn't work for me. Um, but, I, just, I just think but, that a lot of this is not about volume. You know, it's, you have to, and it's like, I know we're all excited because we can reach people all over the globe. Yeah, and yeah. this is so amazing. And I want to reach a billion people at one time. But really, it works so much better if you actually go and look at people's profiles and you have something to say and you offer information that's relevant to your people. Um, it just works so much better that way. Don't spam people, you know? Yeah. Uh, if, we, if we do want to talk about Facebook for a minute as a networking tool, and it's a fantastic networking tool because of how it allows mm -hmm. us to develop avatars and develop uh, extensions of our personality that we can show the world. Uh, sure. If you want to, if you want to lose me like extra <laughs> super quick, put any <laughs> crap in my direct message box. That's anything that even, that even looks resembling remotely like any sort of business opportunity uh there was uh yeah, yeah i had a, yeah. a facebook friend once who um who was in the uh, multi-level marketing stuff and was listening to the really yeah. old school, was really listening to the old school crap because if you um because if you do the yeah. if you do it in the contemporary way it doesn't feel like that uh right and, right. and, and our mm -hmm. savvy Multi-level marketers get that, or MLMers get that. But uh, this sure. was, um, but this was. A, I mean, I just got the sense he was the old school. Like, if anybody even so much as uh, you know looks at you for more than a second and a half on the bus, that uh, they're an obvious prospect. You need to get over there right now. So, uh, so you know, uh, you know. So he sent me a friend request. I accepted it. I, you know, I, I checked him out real quick. I found out he was a client of a client. So I thought hey, he probably heard of me for my client. I'll accept him. What the hell? I mean, you know, who knows? Sure. Right. And. Um, so he posts something mm -hmm. that I uh, that I he posted something, and I thought it was pretty cool, and I commented on it. So he didn't respond to my comment on his wall, but next thing you know, like within ten seconds, my my DM box lights up, and he says, "Hey, oh. well, hey, I, I, I you, you seem like a pretty smart marketing guy, uh, and I have a great opportunity for you. When when are you available? Oh. Like, okay, what I did." Oh, boy. What I did is I responded by not responding. Get it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a couple weeks later, I you know, I'd, and I'd forgotten all about it because I, you know, you know whatever. Uh, a couple weeks okay, later, right. he posted something else that uh, I, I thought was pretty cool. So I clicked like. And next thing you know, my box is lighting up again. And oh, no. it said And it says, um, I, I messaged you on August 4th, and I have been hoping <laughs> for a reply. When are we talking about this? Ooh. I'm thinking, okay, uh, again, 
uh, I'm not the type to roast people unless they reach into my pocket uninvited. So I'm just going <laughs> to let this go too. And again, I'm sure he's, I'll let somebody else teach him this lesson. So I thought about yeah. him a few weeks, a few weeks later, just out of random. And I went to check him out on the old blue book again. And I guess I wasn't good enough to be his Facebook friend anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's like scorched earth policy, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it you know, the thing is like people get a tin ear sometimes when they're pushing real hard. Um I do know the old school MLMers have that philosophy about things and it's you know, I mean, I live in New England and uh I actually had an MLM client um because they were a technology client and I was teaching a lot about mobile marketing and video and they so I did marketing for them and 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 helped them in many ways. And it's just, you know, they sort of had the wrong ideal client. They were sort of, you know, pressure, everybody's pressuring their family and friends. And I'm like, yeah. no, this is an actual, this is a, this is a, a B2B, you know, kind of platform. And you should be thinking about marketing it in a different way. And unfortunately, they didn't, um, you know, modify that stance fast enough to make it work for them. But, right. um, yeah, because, M- I mean, MLM, um, the old school way, definitely doesn't work in New England. Um, uh, so they, I don't think it works anywhere, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> my personal experience is it does not work here. <laughs> right. But, but I'd like to make a point to everybody listening before we move on to the next thing here is that uh, if you are in multi-level marketing, uh, doing what we're showing here today and, and listening to what Mary Jo Cranmore has to say about uh, using video to build your expert authority is a great way mm-hmm. to grow your multi-level business because it helps yeah. you establish that that credibility with your audience and uh, as being someone to listen to. Uh, one of the one of the mm-hmm. more popular MLMs out there these days is are, are those are those body wraps. I think they call it It Works. And I, oh, I, yeah. I, I know five people personally that are doing that. I know two people that are doing extremely well with it. And the reason being is because they're not just uh, you know trying to sell the the wraps to everybody that. You know, mm-hmm. looks at them for more than five seconds on the subway or happens to be related right. to them. And, yeah, they may be throwing the house parties and everything else, too. But they're embracing this new method of establishing expert authority. So they go on YouTube mm-hmm. and Periscope and other platforms, and they do videos on mm-hmm. topics relative to yeah. the audience that they're looking to serve. So their videos are right. not necessarily about the raps. Their videos are more about why would somebody want a body wrap? I mean, it could be diet uh-huh. issues. It could be exercise issues. It could be self-image issues. Uh, I mean, why would you want to squeeze your body to make yourself thinner? I mean, uh, so, so, so they go, <laughs> well, and, they go down that list of questions. And actually, that's where I want to go next. Um, uh, you know, what are some of your strategies for determining what to make videos about? Well, you know, I was just going to say, and I think this re- is relevant to what you're just saying right now, is you – if you – really nail the ideal client profile you really understand who they are and what their problems are yeah that is a major hurdle that most people don't understand and i i cringe when i hear people saying you know so who you know who do you market to well everybody's my client everybody can use this you know uh-huh. and that while that may be true for like milk and bread it's probably not true <laughs> And hey, and people who are lactose intolerant can't handle milk, so forget about that. But you know what right. I'm saying? Like you can't if you nail that ideal client piece first, you will have such an easier time. Um, how I look at you know deciding on content 
I actually have a little, you know, kind of a small ebook, a, like a mini ebook, um, about creating good, good, creating relevant content uh, consistently. And I know that that's a philosophy of yours too, consistent content. And Google is 100% on board with that. They want to see consistent content. They want to see deeply, deep, rich content. They want to see informative content. And I kind of have come up with a formula. Uh, of how you can calendarize yourself for a year, all right, for a year. Oh, and when you, come up with, yeah, when you come up with new ideas, do them. You know, don't let the calendar stand in your way. The calendar is there to give you ideas when you're, you know, sucking wind, right? The calendar is there to help you when you're like, oh, God, I've got to do this this week, and I just don't have any ideas. So the calendar is about understanding your industry, understanding people you're serving, and following other thought leaders, there's, you know, it's probably true that in most categories, there are way more than four, five, six, ten thought leaders in that area. They each right. have their own perspective. They each have their own sort of um, window on the world when it comes to that because they're bringing their own humanity, their experience to the table. And that is utterly unique. So follow those other people. See what is in the news. You can set up alerts, Google alerts. Um, that are in your business or in your industry so you know what is the latest thing happening. There's nothing worse than, you know, sort of putting up this video of like, hey, I've discovered America, and they're like, yeah, the Vikings did it many years ago. They're like, Forget <laughs> I it. love that. Right? <laughs> so that kind of thing, like you don't want to go out there uh, if you're bringing some new information to the table. You want to do some research, and having this kind of calendar formula really will help you stay within those hash marks. Okay, great. Um, that's awesome. Uh, now let's. Uh, you know, we're about two thirds of the way through this thing, give or take. Uh, mm -hmm. You know these. You know these kids are running around. Uh, you know they're they're talking about this this new toy out there called Periscope. Mm -hmm. What do you got to say about Periscope? <laughs> you get to be Live the first TV? person on the Business Creators Radio Show to talk about Periscope. All right, I'm a Viking. All right, yes. cool. So <laughs> I love the idea that you can be live on the air at the touch of a button. Yes. Um, to me, it's the most exciting thing. You're connected. I believe Twitter owns it. Um, so you are connected to your Twitter fo Twitter followers. And if they are on Periscope, they will automatically get a little ping that you're up live. Yep. Um, it, has, it has a lot to just the same as it does with YouTube and other, and, and other platforms. You know, you're naming, how you're naming things and the keywords you're using are extremely important um, so that people, you know, I, I did one last week uh, after a speaking engagement about, you know, women business owners, you know, top tips for video or top tips for video marketing or something like that. So they instantly know what they're going to get. And I actually, the first one I ever did, I went to a networking event and they had changed the address without putting it up on Meetup. So, oh, yeah, that's awesome. So I showed up, and there were four Yay. or five other women there like, what do we do? And I said, hey, I want to try this Periscope thing. Let's do, like, a few minutes on what to do at a networking event when it doesn't exist. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, so we just went up there. We did, we did, like, 19 minutes, and we sort of, you know, what are our best tips for networking? And, you know, what did you hope to get out of today? And, hey, there's five of us now. We're all bonded over the Periscope thing. So it was great. And we had, like, 55 viewers in, like, the Northeast alone. Right. Um, yeah, so it's, it's an immediate 
live platform that I think a lot of people could utilize very quickly. Yeah, uh, you know, you know what else is really cool about it is, uh, and I've watched this. Uh, uh, as I said, I'm just about to start doing my own periscopes, and I've been studying the platform. Being a periscope user and attending other periscopes is what I see people do. Is you can make connections through Periscope. Oh yeah. I mean, because because in the in the little left hand in the bottom left hand corner, it shows you who's logging in. Um, you can go to a uh-huh. screen on that particular broadcast. You can see who's on there right now, and uh, who knows what Twitter name you might find there. <laughs> well, that's true. A friend of mine, Michael Connolly, uh, he and I work on some different things together. He does a, a really good Periscope. He's a very inspirational entrepreneur a little plug for him he's got this thing called cambridge entrepreneurs academy and he wants to teach people you know sort of how to elevate themselves to have the lifestyle they want and he's very inspirational he was a you know a kid from the bahamas that made you know literally came to this country with 20 bucks in his pocket right so he's up there right he's up there and he's doing his you can't have a six-figure business with a five-figure mindset right and He's up there doing his thing, and there's people, like, popping on. I'm watching him do it, and there's people popping on the lower left, and they're giving him hearts and all this stuff. And he's he literally connected with a guy who then connected with me because of our connection because he wanted to learn more about video marketing. And Michael is like, I don't know much about it. Talk to Mary Jo. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you just don't know where things come from and be open to new things, I, I think, is the lesson there. Yeah, I I mean I watched it my with my own eyes, uh, people connecting with each other, and me gaining and you know giving and receiving connection requests uh, or follow requests I, rather, uh, just as a mm-hmm. result of being on a podcast. I mean uh, a Periscope rather, and mm-hmm. people liking something I typed or me liking something they typed or what have you. Uh, when I was first mm-hmm. starting my business, helpmywebsitesell.com, uh, there were really two strategies we pursued. Number one was a very robust LinkedIn, LinkedIn strategy. That was number one. Mm-hmm. And going mm-hmm. along with that, uh, I just attended a slew of webinars. Yeah. And regard, regardless of topic, as long as it was at least tangentially interesting uh, to me, and there were people who were being targeted by this webinar who – you know, it looked like their avatar for their marketing would be the type mm-hmm. of person who could be a client for my firm. And I would just yep. go in and dominate the chat feed. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. What a I've, great tactic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, uh, uh, I am one of those people who on, on, on the old blue book here, I tag all my friends uh, from mm-hmm. where I met them. And I have a tag and it has a lot of members in it that says people met on webinars. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I love it. One thing I, I one thing I pride myself on in terms of uh, in terms of Facebook is uh, I I don't I'm not I'm nowhere near my five thousand limit, and I doubt I ever will be because I'm real picky mm-hmm. about who comes in. Because once you're yep. in, basically, you know, you're in unless you do something to really piss me off. Uh, I mean, it takes <laughs> a lot to get unfriended by me. Believe me, if you uh, if you get unfriended by me, you really you really really yeah, jump the, the sh- you jump the shark uh, uh, <laughs> but but I pride myself on knowing maybe not the specific date or you know the word for word but I pride myself on knowing where every single one of those friends came from oh that's awesome almost a thousand people I know where they all came from because I uh, I randomly test myself wow wow I, I think I'm like 1600 and 
I love Facebook because I have worked all over the country at all kinds of different TV stations and businesses and have had different clients everywhere, and I can keep track of everybody. Right. And those people are invariably sending me clients. Um, They are folks who have known me and trusted me when they work side by side with me. So, I mean, I do get plenty of clients from Facebook, and those people are really my friends, and they're, like, talking me up, and it's awesome. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, you know, I don't shun Facebook for that. I mean, I think that for me has been the best part of Facebook, really. Right, right. I mean, uh, one thing you're never going to see me type on my wall ever is <laughs> cleaning out the friends list. Who makes the cut? Ugh. And you haven't liked me in a year, so I'm going to defriend you. Uh, well, write better stuff. Write better stuff. I'll like it. Well, uh, well, let me let me just share one real quick point with that. I was on I was on NPR here in Las Vegas very recently, uh, actually for topic, actually on topics related to uh, hypnotherapy. Believe it or not, uh, I have life. Oh. I have a life outside of online marketing. I was a guest on <laughs> NPR in Las Vegas um, on an episode about hypnotherapy. Uh, oh, I cool. got on that episode because I was friends on Facebook with somebody I'd met at an event five years ago. Oh, wow. And it never crossed my mind that, oh, I haven't chatted with him in a while. I'm just going to unfriend him. Are you freaking uh. kidding me? So Friday, <laughs> so on a Friday night, uh, I'm just sitting around and you know, I'm waiting for my plans to kick in. And I just jump on. I check out the news feed. And, uh, and he happens to say I'm, you know, I'm about to, you know, I'm looking for a local uh, person in Las Vegas who has had hypnotherapy uh, to be a guest with me on a show about this new legislation about hypnotherapists in Nevada. And uh, so cool. I, I, it has to be somebody local. Uh, who's, who's first? And I typed me. <laughs> Five days later, I'm on NPR. Five days later, I'm as seen on NPR for real. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, be, real. I'll because real. I didn't say, well, it's time to cut the friends list. Who's going to make the cut? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 also, yeah. I, also, I also have a rule about this. And uh, sometimes, you know, people sometimes say I'm a jerk about this, but I don't really care. If we were friends before and we were mm-hmm. friends, we were friends enough that I would actually think that hey, I haven't really chatted with this person in a while, or I haven't seen them in my newsfeed in a while. Let me just go see mm-hmm. what they're up to. And I all of a sudden see the add friend button. Oh. You're blocked. Yeah. 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 No, I, can, I understand Yeah, you're blocked. You come. You try and come on my radio show, I won't let you. And uh, yeah. you try and approach me in person, I'll say I don't know you, because basically what you've said is uh, you have no use for me. Yeah. it's You know, it's funny. It's like... Um, I've had some, what I don't like about Facebook, well, I could say a lot, but I, what I don't like about Facebook is if I, if we are not writing about similar things, I'm not going to see you in my news feed. Right. And I write, I write a lot about baseball. I'm a Red Sox fan. Nice. Horrible this nice. year. Right. I write a lot about baseball. I write stuff about like, you know, feelings about where they should be going. I'm not, you know, I have some Yankee, some of my best friends are Yankee fans, but I'm not, <laughs> but I have one friend who's a Yankee fan who always wants to bash whatever I'm saying, you know, or Tom Brady for the Patriots wants to oh, bash everything. We've, we've had right? one of those. Right? Finish this up and it'll lead to our last question. Yeah, and I just am like, you know what? This is like you posting too much political stuff online. I, you know, I, if I don't see you and you're, and you're bashing me, then I'm really close to unfriending you because I, that's not the purpose in my mind for this whole thing. Right. So, but I don't because he's a Yankees fan. I don't want to be accused of being, uh, 
two parties in, I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, you, you know, um, when I when you know when, I, when there's people online who are posting stuff and it's just too much politics for me, that's not a reason. Yeah. For, that's not a reason to unfriend somebody. That's just you know if you you know and yeah. pretty much all the social networks, uh, there's this little thing called unfollow. Yeah, they have, they have different right. names. You don't have to disconnect from someone. It's just like it's just like you have that that one cousin that comes to the family events that rambles on and on and on and about politics. All you're doing is saying, mm-hmm. "Excuse me, I'll be over there." It doesn't yeah, have to and, and you, but I just don't want to be in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, perfectly acceptable. Perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Right. No. So this no. goes to our last question, so. um, which is, uh, let's say you are your uh, videos that are building mm-hmm. new expert authority in most areas attract a hater who decides they're just going to target you. And I think we've all been victims of this one point or another. I have, where somebody mm-hmm. where somebody sets out on a deliberate course to build their business by tearing yours down. How yeah, do you handle that's it? That's a tough one. Uh, well, my my PR background uh, tells me that they have uh, either an agenda or they have something to say. So I'm going to figure out which one that is. Right. Do you have really something to say? Or is this just an agenda? Is this a vendetta? And once I determine which path we're going down, the agenda one is a little bit like, uh, it is a little bit like scorched earth policy. I want to give you the opportunity and platform to have a discussion with me, but not if it's just about being a hater and about building your business. So I'm not interested in that. And I will just say, I think this is just an agenda to build your own. I'll just call them out. Yeah. I'll just call them out. And if it's truly someone who has a difference of opinion, that's a great conversation to have. So don't shy away from it. You know, I mean, you are not the arbiter of all that is, even if you're an expert. So if you take that stand, that rigid stand, that everything on your side of the ledger is truth and everything else is other, then you're going to have a hard time of it because you are not open to learning new information you're not open to uh, attaching new evidence to what you already think to be the truth. I mean, we create the truth and reality as we go. So I would, you know, I would say if someone wants to engage you in conversation, you need to determine which one of those things it is and then follow it accordingly. You can follow that conversation. It will be fascinating to follow that conversation. I've not had both. Not if it's yeah. an agenda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and 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 uh, thank you for that one particular share. And this is something I wish I'd known a few years ago because I attracted uh, a flamer who would just go to my LinkedIn posts and discussion groups and just just raise ridiculous arguments. Like look at words I use and then quote dictionary definitions. And then you know she kept saying you're yeah. wrong about this, you're wrong about that. And meanwhile, all she was was some two-bit wannabe uh, who yeah. was trying to establish herself as an expert by tearing down another expert. Ugh. And uh, and and, yes. and I I later on checked in on her and I found that she was out of business and uh, I actually took the time yes. to send her a note to say hey um, I saw your latest post on website conversions oh that's right you were so busy attacking me you lost your business idiots yeah it's, <laughs> well yeah and I said it that way too because sometimes the empire strikes back yeah for sure I mean sometimes that is uh, that's a, uh, a a negative dominating kind of thing that might have worked in 1984 or 86, but it's not going to work now because now we are in a different era of relationship and 
sharing and other stuff that is way more valuable to people. And by the way, it's not just you that hated that whole thing that she was doing. A lot of your clients and 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 uh, followers were also going, "Who the hell is this woman?" I did. So, I I um I have noticed a lot of times when I get the occasional flamer, regardless of what social platform it is, my friends will jump in and they'll say, "Who is this crazy person? Do you need my help?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it it does stick out, and it doesn't stick out positively. And I don't think that's the way to build a business. I, I don't think any business that, you know, advocates that kind of um, mentality is really going to thrive. So no. let them do it. They're just going to kill themselves, you know, just yeah. fall off the face of the earth. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Karma always shows up. It's usually late, but it usually shows. It always yeah. shows up. It's usually <laughs> late though, and it doesn't come Agreed. for reasons originally scheduled. So we're Agreed. basically out of time here, and I just want to give you one minute. Uh, do you have anything for our listeners? Because uh, I know we have some people on the edge of their seat that would love to take what you've shared with us. Uh, some of the tactics for de- you know determining what types of videos to film, uh, how mm-hmm. to target your audience, and mm-hmm. how to create the engaging content. And I think they'd like to take that to the next level so how can they engage with you well there's two things i have that little ebook that talks about generating relevant consistent contact uh content that calendarization of the whole thing i'm happy to deliver that i have on my website uh clientcyclemarketing.com forward slash video dash authority yeah um there is a there is a downloadable on there um the other thing too is if you are interested in actually having a little q a with me um, I will deliver, a, you know, sort of a 30-minute strategy session because I would like to get people on the right path in terms of strategy so they understand what I'm saying, that they're looking at it in a way that's going to be a long-term um, way of doing things that's going to benefit them uh, as they continue to grow as a business. Yes. So if you, if you want to reach out to me on my website and just send me a quick email, my email address is all over that website. So please do, and I would love to um, – I definitely would offer you that 30 minutes of Q&A. Okay. All right. So everybody listening, uh, thank you very much. And uh, Mary Jo Cranmore, Client Cycle Marketing, it's been an honor, a pleasure, and an education. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me on. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and subscribe on iTunes. And let us help you win at the game.